And we're back with the St. James's Pod home of Newcastle United content. In this week's episode, we're discussing the Villa victory. We're looking ahead to Luton. And we're discussing the January transfer window. If you enjoy this episode, subscribe, follow the podcast, and hit the notification bell so you know when we're back. We'll be discussing all that after a quick word from this week's sponsor, Total Supplements. This episode of St. James's Pod is brought to you by Total Supplements. Visit their website, totalsupplements.co, to discover their range of nutritionist-tested supplements, gummies, shakes, and natural extracts. From popular sports supplements like whey protein, creatine, vitamin tablets, and powders, to mental health supplements such as nootropics and mushrooms, they've got you totally covered. They also have men's health collection offering testosterone support and beauty supplements to keep you looking like your absolute best. I personally use Total Supplements products, and I have been using them from before they came on board to sponsor the podcast. So I'm hugely excited to be partnering with a brand that I know and love. So whether you train hard, work hard, or take an active interest in your overall health, use our code St. James's Pod, that's S-T-J-A-M-E-S-P-O-D, for 25% off your entire order. The link's in the description. Support the podcast and visit totalsupplements.co now and tell them St. James's Pod sent you. Hello, lads, back again. Alex, I'll come straight to you. Aston Villa away. How was it? I mean, it was a surprise, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> like, what, what a performance, what a result. I was going there thinking, like, yeah, like, give us a point, I'll take that, and I'll be taking that drive home and work on. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I think, like, Toon Paul's hoid one up, like, the usual, like, match day one saying, like, win, lose, draw. I think it's the only one that I've ever seen where it's, like, the majority is lose. <laughs> like you think from the tune fan base, if that that ball's going for lose, then like we're pretty pessimistic about for chances. Like they hadn't lost in nearly a calendar year at home in the yeah. league, and then we go there and snatch three points, and not just snatch them. Like we completely deserve it based on the performance. Which again, our performances recently haven't been much to write home about, but. What where, where do I start? Like from back to front, almost every player, like doing a job, like performed at a level we know they can, but they haven't been doing it for a long time now. But yeah. to see that, like that performance and the result, just like you don't go to an away day to get a win, but fuck me, it makes such a difference when you're getting home at half two in the morning. You've got graft in the morning, and you've got three pints in the bag, three points, pints. Fucking three pints and points in the bag. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, was definitely unexpected, um, but it just especially when you like Wait, look. Saying it's unexpected, right? Didn't want to use tip three one. I'm sure. I know I'm getting that a was... bit ahead of myself, but I'm sure I want to use tip three one for the Fulham game. Um, I was going to try and. Uh, I don't. I don't think I did. No. Um... Oh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> It was only last week we'd done it. Like, continue anyways, Paige. You interrupted the. Uh, sorry. No, no. I was just going to say, yeah, unexpected. Especially if you you look at the performance against Fulham, and like it's night and day in terms of. I know both were positive results in the end, but like the the performance against Fulham would looked sluggish and like not at our best. And Eddie admitted that in the uh, in the post game, and then yeah, I would have thought. It would have been something similar against Villa, like, but yeah, completely like from the off, just wanted to get 
we had the game plan know about their high line and like yeah executed like every attack with that kind of um precision that of getting behind them and um yeah it was just fruitful every near enough every time like and villa just didn't seem to have a an answer to or even like an in to try to like counteract um the the fact that we were always just getting in behind like staying on side and and breaking the lines like they just didn't want to change it from what it seemed like um i know they've that's the way that they've gone about their their way this season and it's obviously been successful for them like you said almost up to a calendar year of of playing that that same way but um yeah in-game management just wasn't there for them like and we exploited that like brilliantly i felt and yeah so many players that um played their part in it so yeah great win yeah it's a great point about getting in behind straight away because there was we were almost not even looking just passing the ball on over the top and we just knew that somebody would be there trying to run on the end of it um i made the point in the group chat as well about Miley looking way better on the left than he has the left of the three and he was getting in behind all the time as well and they just didn't seem to track that run at all just getting in behind um it took a while to kind of make any any real clear cut chances from it but eventually obviously it paid off and yeah i mean what a result and what was the um atmosphere like those because Obviously, the Fulham away, the, the few days before, she had been in the crowd. So um, it was probably not going to compare to that. But was it a good good away day all in? Or? Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Like, obviously, the Fulham game has been given a lot of plaudits for, like, how good the fans were. And, like, when you watch it on the TV, yeah, it was, like, raucous. Obviously, I was there last night, so I wasn't quite sure how it sounded on TV, like, how... Like the, the sort of tune fans like were in like volume because I feel like over the course of the game it build built up. It took a while to build up. Like like literally like first off like well like it it was all right. Like don't get us wrong, but when we scored one, when we scored two, when we scored three, understandably the atmosphere got better and better each goal. And then the second half it was like it was fantastic. Um, but like I want to say one point about the Villa crowd. It's genuinely one of the worst home like atmospheres I've I've ever heard. I've genuinely in <laughs> any away game that I've been to, they were silent. Like it Yeah, did. you can sort of understand like some like home games for us on a weeknight. Like maybe against <laughs> see, it's against like usually against like worst well, in quotation marks opponents, like where we've got like I'm the the one that sticks in my mind is a palace game where the crowd came in expecting to win. I know that was a, I think it was a three o'clock kickoff on a Saturday, but the crowd came in like expecting to win. So the atmosphere was pretty poor and they weren't like up for it. That's yeah. the feeling that the Villa fans had. Like maybe they've got too used to winning or whatever. And they were a bit like nervous when we came out at them so quick. But like even like pretty much with the fucking light show and the wing gets fucking started, that was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it was so fucking bad. Um, the atmosphere generally, like the whole game was fucking shocking. Like genuinely shocking. You only heard them. Like the first time we heard them really 
was when Watkins scored that second goal in the second half, which was oh, just loud. Yeah. That's the first time yeah. you fucking heard them. And like they were like that that like helped pick them up a little bit for the next like five, ten minutes. And then by the time it got to sort of eighty, eighty five minutes, the well they were all fucking gone by then. So um <laughs> Yeah, how, how did it sound on TV, Sam? Like it, the sort of former fans or whatever. It sounded alright to be fair, like you could hear um our fans giving them stick. Like the main thing you could hear on the TV was your support is fucking shit. Oh, so, yeah. Um, yeah, I wasn't surprised by them comments you just made there. But yeah, I think I think the the crowd from what you're saying kind of reflects how all of us were kind of feeling because going into the game, obviously, as you say, no one was really expecting a win. So quite nervous. And then even though we're, mm. we're playing well, it, t- it took a while to feel like confident we were actually going to get something out of the game. And then even towards the end, when they got that goal back, even though we're still 3-1 up, I think the players felt the same as well from the way they started playing. <laughs> yeah. um, it's like everyone just started shitting themselves. <laughs> I compl- honestly, we're completely um, going to throw shit it like... away again. But um, hopefully it's a good thing because I feel like it's our, our, the waveforms obviously picked up last last three we've won. Um, and it's, it's going to be confidence as well as the other factors of fitness and like time between games and stuff. But now, Obviously, winning breeds winning, so we'll, we'll have that confidence. And I think holding on to the win as well, the way that we did. Hopefully, like next time we're in that situation, we won't be as nervous because we've obviously like let a few leads go or even like a draw. We've ended up losing. Um, so that's probably just in our minds, and now we can move forward and get back at the confidence we had last season. I think. Um, Tom, for you, looking at the game, who was your, your standout performer? Who would, who would you said deserved the Man of the Match award? Um, well, I think Gordon was just brilliant. Like, again, just back to the point of... Um, I mean, yeah, there was there was obviously a few players who were um, making these like key passes into him, but I just felt like, yeah, he looked back to... He's dangerous best, like, and I know he had to shift over and uh, and operate centrally when Isaac went off injured, but he was just floating around and picking up like, little pockets of space, um, and moving all across the the front three, um, and it was I just felt yeah he had I know he had opportunities. The the second goal obviously came from a brilliant like first time hit. Uh, just like kind of bouncing up off the the floor on the half volley and like just um mm. yeah unlucky with that it didn't end up going in directly um coming off the bar but um yeah he had a couple of efforts that he he you know tried to curl it in he sometimes was operating a little bit like on his own but still managing to wriggle away from defenders and and get a chance sort of created so yeah for me. He was very key. Obviously, my boy Jacob Murphy had a an, an, a very uh, he contributed well um, as well with yeah, he had with a good, game as well. good crosses. Like yeah, always looking to stretch the uh, the play. Um, and obviously, Fabian Share was um, I think given like man of the match like officially uh, with with his two goals and and yeah. I mean he scored just... two from centre half. <laughs> he's gonna get man the match on. He was he was one he man as well, mind. Uh, well, yeah, 
it wasn't just the girls as well, like because there was a um, a key um, block. I think it, um, it mm. was um, as well when it was at two nil, um, which yeah, again Off the it line, was. Man. Yeah, no, he he was here, there, and everywhere. Like, and I mean, we know what he's when he's in that sort of form, and that it seemed as though like the defense, apart from I don't know Dan Byrne had another tricky game especially when they had i mean they've got tricky wingers as it as it is but i think when bailey came on like there was it, it looked like burn was struggling a touch but eddie did make the change and it sort of like sorted itself out a little bit i felt um after he made that yeah. change but i think um, part of that yeah. was also due to almiron being in front of him on the left which is obviously mm. not his, his yeah, diff- position. Um, but yeah, Eddie made the changes and made the formation change as well, which was interesting to see for kind of the first time in the in the league this season anyway. Um, Alex, what, what did you think towards the the highlights of the which player do you think stood out the most? For me, Bruno was unbelievable. Like, on the ball, off the ball, like he was fucking everywhere. Like I, I seen, I, like I had a look after the game because I was curious to see how many times he'd been fouled. He'd been fouled six times in the game. Like they were kicking the fuck out of him, and so, like the, they weren't just little trips; they were kicking the fuck out of him. And he was just fucking late. Like you, you can waste like a little bit of time, 30, 30 seconds or whatever, staying down, get back up, and carry on. Um, he was fucking tremendous in the tackle. Like the amount of tackles he must have won, he was always there, always putting a foot in. And then his balls over the top, like absolutely phenomenal again. Sprayed one, I remember, left to right, I think found Trippier. F- phenomenal ball. Put one over the top to Gordon. Like they gave him too much space, I think. Because sometimes he's collected off the centre half. And I, I I don't know why, but they weren't pressing like us too high. Like they were they weren't aggressive with the press at all. So they were giving him a lot of time on the ball. Like you pinged one over to Gordon, which was like fucking perfect. Yeah, uh, interesting you say that. It's because it's odd that you play such a high line to then yeah. not press. Like, mm-hmm. why would you play such a high line then if you're not gonna press the like the like as and squeeze us as as much in our own half as you as you possibly could? You're just then leaving yourself so exposed, which obviously turned out like in our favor multiple times over. Um, so yeah, an in- interesting point you make there, like why they weren't. <sighs> Whether or not it was energy levels, because they they obviously played the same and near enough the same eleven, I think that started the uh, Chelsea FA Cup game. I know we started with the same uh, team um, for, for that had played against Fulham, but maybe our energy levels for once this season seemed <laughs> like above the uh, the opposition. Because yeah, it's just crazy that they didn't press as as much as you you'd have expected. Especially when, like, the players that we've got up front, like, all of them are absolutely fucking rapid, like, Murphy, Gordon, Isaac, and Miggy when he comes on. And they just, it's like they didn't learn. First off, like, Gordon got in behind Matty Cash a few times, either running at him one-on-one, or the ball being played behind. And I said, he just doesn't want to fucking know. He, he looked uncomfortable. He looked like, when the ball was coming over his head, he didn't know whether to try and head out to, to clear it. Like, he, like obviously, they're encouraged to play it out, like, at all times. Like, and he just did not look comfortable. And when he's that went off, I was like, ah, oh, fuck me. Like, Gordon's given him, like, a terrible day here. 
he's had to be shifted into centre. But to be fair to Miggy, when he came on, he also done a job on him. So, no, like, it, and also, like, I know Emmy's had all the plaudits this season. He didn't change it up till very late on. Um, and it just, it seemed apparent from, from the, from minute one, that the high line yeah. and the lack of, like, pressing all players, it was giving us so much time to pick up all in behind. And he didn't change it. And to be fair, like, obviously the goals were scored at the first half was, were both from set pieces, both from corners. But I think we're unlucky not to score from open play in the first half as well. We had like nine shots in the first half to their yeah. one. Like it was, yeah. apart from like that, the one and one was so close. Oh, there was a couple of times. Um, like, especially like when they're scra- scrambling around the box and like they're making last dish tackles and Martin has like made a few good saves as well. Like he's clearly a top fucking keeper. But yeah. um, and then I think Miley, oh, he's a pro- he is, but he's one of those where like if he's on your team, you fucking love him. Oh, yeah. uh, like, he falls into he that category. Yeah. yeah, but like a special shout out to Miley because I thought he was he was brilliant as well. Again, tackling yeah. like fantastic. His energy levels for the first sort of sort of half an hour were like fantastic. <laughs> and I was saying to Pete, I was saying like. Him and Bruno in a fucking race. It's like the fucking run injury to both of us. There was there was a min when you started talking about Bruno before there was a min point um <laughs> I know what you could have said. Him and Longstaff were running <laughs> like next to each other sprinting back, someone was coming down the left on well. Uh, I tripped was opposition, wasn't he? And uh <laughs> Bruno it's funny as well because he's he's trying his hardest, but he looks so funny when he's like sprinting trying to get back and he's just not moving anywhere. And then Longstaff just <laughs> he's running like he's got a stone in his boot. Like uh, he's like he's almost like limping when he's running. Like it's so he's fucking kind slow. Of like he shit himself. I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell! Brutal <laughs> on the lad. <laughs> too and too then, many Kinder Buenos before the game. <laughs> oh, well, that's God. it. Yeah. I see. I see in him. Twitter posted the Newcastle Twitter posted that well deserved Kinder for Bruno tonight or whatever because it was heat map. So it just goes to show what you're saying, like he was everywhere. Um, no. And a, a great game after a poor poor game against Fulham, really. So and like you say, like when when Bruno plays well, we play well generally. So yeah, mm-hmm. it was interesting actually. Before the game, I thought would probably struggle in the in midfield. Because mm-hmm. um, they've got quite a good midfield villa, but we, we just dominated that battle. And yeah, um, when we're just mentioning Isaac there, kind of brings us nicely into the transfer window, closing in what, four, four or five hours now. Um, obviously, yeah, tomorrow. Uh, it's Feb Feb first is the um, yeah eleven eleven p.m. on the on Feb first. I believe. Oh, so right. Twenty so what twenty six hours or something. Hours. <laughs> Let me double check. It um, might not be eleven PM but no, uh I'm 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 sure it's like ten, eleven PM tomorrow night, something like that. That's all right. It's Feb it's Feb first where I am, so I'm gonna claim that's why I got that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but let, yeah, let, us, so... let us know what the um the Liverpool Chelsea score is I need to put a bet on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not the final score. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Isaac's now injured. Um, you were just saying Again. before, Luke Edwards is saying two to four weeks, but it's too early, you know, so that's probably just a wild guess. But 
yeah. now have zero fit strikers. <laughs> and it doesn't look like anyone's going to be leaving. No. Trippier thing with buy-ins all wrapped up. The Miggy stuff was probably all dead because the Saudi window is shut. Mm. I'm saying that. Looking at you both to make sure I'm correct on that one. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah that's shut, shut last yeah. night. Right. <laughs> um, and yeah, so unless we let somebody go, we're probably not getting somebody in. So yeah, it looks like we're going to be going into the looting game without a fifth striker and potentially maybe the next well, game after that. But Wilson, Wilson's tip to be back soon, but it just puts the pressure on him again straight away. And this is one of the reasons time. why we've had so many. Um, oh, no. injuries with them too is like they're all right when they're, they're sharing the load but when they've got to play 90 minutes for a period of time they both just seem to go down eventually so um, um yeah what you what you're thinking in terms of um, why why aren't we busting a gut to get a even a lone striker in? well yeah this just bring, brings back a point of um yeah I mean, we were linked with Breuer. I, f- I think he could have been a, a perfect stopgap, but obviously Chelsea don't want a loan. Uh, they just want a, a straight sell, and they're looking for silly money for him. But, um, yeah, he'd have fitted the mould pretty well, I, I would have thought. Um, it's concerning because I don't think... I mean, yeah, hopefully it is just a, a couple of weeks or maybe just a odd. Uh, the odd two games or so that we're going to have to play Gordon as the central striker. Um, I, obviously, I mentioned that he did okay and and I was impressed with him for the in the Villa game, but that's like an in-game situation. But to start him in that yeah. position, um, I mean, he played I'm there not... didn't he, for the for the year. He he did, but I'm just I'm, I'm just more... more of a false nine or what because I didn't in... actually watch him. Yeah, no, I, I just think if we're going to try and play like into feet with him, it's not going to work. And obviously we, we do try and play into feet with Wilson and, and Isaac like when they're, um, when they're fit. So like, how are we going to change our like style of try, you know, trying to incorporate him and not every team's going to play like a high line to exploit, um, He's pacing behind like Villa did, so like I imagine Luton at the weekend they're going to be fairly deep. Um, so it's it's then like how are we going to be able to utilize all of his better qualities, which are are obviously better out on the wing. Um, so um, yeah, there's not there's no other real option is there to to put anybody else in that position. Um, so. Yeah, little concerned about how we we're gonna, um, yeah. And luckily enough, it's I say lucky enough that it's Luton that we we uh, we're coming up against. Oh, but they've just spanked Brighton, and uh, be saying that. <laughs> uh, and yeah, they're turning the corner and obviously already beating us this season. So um, <laughs> yeah, so there's um, yeah, it's but it's just gonna be one of them where we I'm. I'm going to be really interested to see how Eddie's like going to manage that situation and how how we change the way we approach the attacking third um, from the from the off. 
Yeah, well, there's obviously the rumoured um, other option due to where he played in the in the youth system of Loris Carrius playing up front. <laughs> I thought he was coming on at one point, to be fair. <laughs> no, not, not quite up front, like, but he's warming up a couple of times, I'm sure. Uh, I yeah, took a big well, hit. Well, that, that was another worry, wasn't it? Fucking oh, I thought he was going off when he went down the second time. Down one keeper. Hopefully he's all right. Because obviously yeah. he's been through the game, but you don't know if um, once he stops, it's going to seize up or what. But there's not been any news come out on that one, so... Touch. What actually was it? Um, obviously, I see him go he, down. He had but a, I don't know what. He, he clattered in. Uh, 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 was he the Ollie Watkins or, or was it Cher or Botman? Uh, Either one Walken, of them. Ollie Watkins. I think he was. Well, yeah, it was Watkins and Cher. I think that were like, and he was in the vicinity, obviously trying to close Watkins down. And then I would think Watkins probably was the one who kind of clattered into him the most, and they were trying to claim for a penalty which was no, right. absurd but uh yeah um i think that was probably it but if anything it was just look more like an impact injury and i don't think there's going to be anything more than that really for um for saturday's game but yeah <laughs> it's obviously just a it's a concern because i'm just like i don't even know if we've got any like youth options now like to even throw on the bench who could be classified as like a central striker i think we've even loaned out most of those guys as well so we are literally down to if gordon or somebody else goes off um in that game the Luton game yeah we're we're, we're really struggling um is, to uh, ben parkinson's not 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 still not in the boss because I'm sure he's came on, on a, as a striker against the Chelsea game when we were 3 0 up. Um, so he's. I think he's not went out on loan by the looks of it. So I think he's probably. I mean, was he even on the bench? Like, No, he wasn't on the bench. It was Joe White and Travis Hearns who were yeah. on the bench uh, for last night's game. So, And I think, well, yeah, both of them are midfielders. Central midfield. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, maybe we do see him back on the bench, but um, but yeah, obviously he seems very reluctant to throw them in unless it's looking like a comfortable result, like the Chelsea game, for example. Mm. There hasn't been any sign of Arthur Harrison yet either, and I think from the press conference where he was asked about, and it was more uh, Dan Ashworth signing. Um, yeah, well, really it seems like it's one of those for the future, isn't it? Yeah, he's, I don't think he's in the plans, especially this season for the first team. So, I mean, well, that might change, thing. obviously, if he comes into training and he's wicked. But... Yeah, obviously, we are agreed the deal, but it hasn't been like confirmed and finalised yet. Yeah, I was going to say, I've not seen any, like, yeah, official stuff. Yeah. Uh, oh, what's this? What? Fabrizio Romano has said, yeah. He's just signed the formal documents. All right. Well, if he's actually signed the formal document, because obviously his contract being up at the end of the season, that would indicate that it is well pretty much done. Yeah, it yeah. looks like he's on a I deal. I think there was there was a post on the website about him. Um, oh, it's... yeah, but don't think we'll see him making a, a, an appearance on the bench. Then, by the sounds of what you're saying mm. on Saturday. Well, as I say, I think it just—it was more like 
Eddie hadn't really um, discussed or looked at him or whatever. Like maybe with youth players, he's not as uh, concerned about it. And you'll just take a look at them once they come into the club. But obviously, he could come in. Um, and he might go straight in the first team training if we haven't got many forward options because he's he's more of a a number ten that you know you might be able to put him up front for training just because you need the body. Seeing as we've got no strikers, um, and then he might look all right, so he might get on the bench. But obviously, yes, I mean I'm clutching at straws a bit here. Um, <laughs> anything else in the in the transfer news? I know that player we were kind of linked with Nusa. Obviously. Seem to be going to Brentford, and then you were just saying before Tommy's failed as medical. So, yeah, I'm not sure if off. this. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if they're still trying to renegotiate the deal now. Maybe trying to get him for a bit cheaper because of some. Uh, I mean, for an 18 year old to then have like uh, medical issues, that's um, yeah, a bit of a um, a red flag. Um, so, yeah, I'm not sure what what the what the issue is, but um, I think if anything, they were looking at maybe just loaning him back out to uh, Bruges for the rest of the season um, as part of the original deal. So it wasn't like he was somebody who was going to come in and um, immediately make an impact at Brentford. Um, but yeah, obviously a big transfer um, fee was, or t- reasonably high transfer fee of 25 million was. Was the was being discussed, so I'm not sure if that one will uh, will go ahead or not. But yeah, it's gonna. I don't know if it's just all typically coming gonna come uh, to the deadline day, like and like it always seems to do. Like not nothing happens for a whole month, and then yeah, we get a load of last minute panic signings. Um, but yeah, from at least from a tune perspective, I I don't think that we're we're in that mode, mode or mood to even entertain any last-minute panic buys uh, on deadline day. I think the Sky Sports having a bit of a mare because no one's buying, no one can buy. So usually at this time, yeah, they'll be flapping about transfer deadline day when actually fuck all's going to happen. Like, <laughs> like you think it'd be a bit of a waste if I had like reporters at every ground like they had in the past. Because there's going to be nothing to report on. Let's be honest. Like Newcastle is definitely going to be the, the case. So we're just going to have to deal with it, I guess. Hope, like, yeah, it was rumored that Wilson's going to be back for the bench on Saturday. So if he can come on for the last like half an hour and then build his fitness up that way, then that's what we're going to have to do. Like one of those. All right, well, let's talk about Luton then. So, obviously, Luton are coming off the back of that 4-0 win against Brighton. Um, well, how much can we take from that result? Because, for me, I feel like Brighton are one of them teams that every now and again they just don't show up and they'll get spanked. Um, is it a case of it's just one of them or are Luton finding their feet in the Premier League, do you think, Tom? Well, the home form's been uh, obviously the key factor for them. So um, th- I think they've made Kenilworth Road a fortress. And, like, yeah, I think that would have been a factor. Um, certain teams just, like you say, don't turn up 
at that at that place. They've even the big teams like Liverpool and have struggled, and I think Arsenal had to grab a last minute winner in their in their game there as well. Obviously, we've lost there already this season. So uh, yeah, it could have just been one of them off days from a Brighton perspective. But yeah, the the way that Luton capitalised on every opportunity, Adebayo getting a hat trick, like that's major confidence for a striker um, to get his first Premier League hat trick uh, on the eve of this game as well, which obviously is a, a little concerning. But um, I feel I feel like though, and I'll stand by it that the the game that we had against them, Kenil for just came at the wrong time, like for us, oh, yeah. like and uh, yeah, give give us the sort of um, opportunity to have the fresh legs that we've that we've had in the last few games. Um, but put it back then when we had that game, I think we would have won um, against them. Like it was just one of them, just one of them days where we just didn't have the legs and um, we're just in a bad like patch. Like so, I'm not gonna go into this one with any major concerns. I know obviously we've discussed the injury issue with um, up front as the strikers, but. I think there's enough players in other positions um, as well that can really cause uh, looting problems. And their form on the road has been um, a little bit poor as well. So I'm, uh, I'm, yeah, feeling, despite their big win, not as concerned as uh, some might think. Yeah, like... Obviously, Kenilworth Kenilworth Road has that big factor, doesn't it? Like, a close ground, and they've got, like, a lot of good results there this season. So, not saying that, like, we should have lost this and that. Like, on paper, we have a better squad than them. So did Brighton, and they got slapped silly. Um, I think it was, as you said, you put it down to one of those that (sighs) were in a bad run of form. If we played away against any team that day, we would have lost to any of them. Um, Not that I'm not giving Luton credit, because they thoroughly deserve the win. And they played us off the park that day. I just think Saturday will be a different, different game. I think we'll have a lot of the ball, which wait, well, obviously, in the same against Brighton. Brighton had a lot of the ball and obviously capitalised on the chances there. But you think with this in James Park crowd going after these last couple of wins, hopefully, like if we can repeat the performance or anything close to the performance we had against Villa, then we should have enough quality to see we're through, despite not having. A recognised striker fit the start. I doubt, anyways, unless yeah. Wilson miraculously fucking pops up. But he just, yeah, the fact that he didn't even make the bench against Villa pretty much confirms that he won't start three, four days later or whatever it is. Yeah, be interesting to to know if like how much time we'll have on the training pitch um, mm. to to kind of get used to playing with Gordon up front. Because you'd imagine, like you were saying, obviously he's a different type of player than what we used to playing with up front. So you'd imagine we'd try and go for something slightly different and work on some different tactics to play with him up front. So if we can get on the pitch and uh, train with him, I think we can get out there and use use him to his best. Um, so I'm feeling quite confident going into this one. And it could come down to set pieces again, which is obviously a bit more of a lottery whether like this season, whether we actually score from them or not, but we obviously scored 
from two in the um, Villa game. So I don't know whether that means we've used up with goals from set pieces. Or, well, to be fair, uh, Burn Burn got his one as well um, in the Fulham game from a set piece. So um, yeah, I, I found it interesting, like the the that we we went a little bit like we've we've tried doing a few set pieces which are a little different like sort of just either hitting it slightly long and looking for a, a defender to head it back into the mixer and like we've tried some alternative stuff i know um i think uh tyndall's the one who's like always on the set piece duties um in the training and, and, yeah. and getting them uh up. but then it was the the ones that trip you put in um against Villa, like especially for the first goal, was just straightforward, like right on the like the money and like in the middle, like nothing special about it and simplicity of it paid off. Um and so yeah, maybe maybe we are like kind of getting slightly back to Trippier getting back to his like better delivery. Like when we've got like fucking big lads who can score goals like, I think the first corner we had against Villa, we played a short corner, and it ended up going back to the fucking, like, the player, players who were on the halfway line, and, like, honestly, the sigh from the away end was, like, ridiculous, because it's just such a fucking waste, yeah. like, when, like, yeah, Botman is good in the air, Cher is good in the air, Dan Byrne is getting better in the air, um, why why would he not just hide in the fucking box, especially with Trippier's delivery, like, hide into an area, like, around the fucking six-yard box, pen spot like that kind of area and we're gonna have a chance like we've shown like repeatedly that like defenders score like last season it was the same defenders contributed a lot of goals when the strikers like weren't stepping up or injured or this or that so it just seems like i know luton are a big strong team and they tend to get a lot of corners as well in a game but then again so did villa and we defended them very well i thought um i thought botman deserves a little mention as well because they they seemed out of ideas in the first half and the amount of times they lofted the ball up to Watkins and Watkins was fucking strong like you could say they're having a battle all game yeah. and like he just seemed to like hold his own like play, like enough like even with a Watkins who's like more experienced striker he knows the league better and he's in the best form of his career and Botman had a really fucking good battle with him and like that gives a bit of confidence that like yeah, if you if you hold him up against like a Luton player who are, I think Alfie Dowd, he's got the most crosses in the league or something like that. That he will be able to defend those, and generally, I think we are pretty good at defending um, the the balls in as long as Tripper doesn't let them get over his head. Which again, in the Villa game, there was a few of those that went to drop over his head, and he just fucking let them. He either he just played it safe. He either headed out for a corner or headed out for a throw, and he just didn't take any risks. Um, so it was good to see that, that, yeah, it's not the end of the world, giving them another corner. It's not like it's, it's not a free kick on the edge of the box. It's not a penalty. It's just like a, one of these things where yeah. it's going to be less dangerous to concede that than it's trying to fuck around and taking it down and heading back to the keeper. And I think if, if we'll have our head screwed on, don't make any stupid mistakes. Hopefully it'll be a bit of a more straightforward game on, on Saturday. Well, that's, it's just... Yeah. No, go on. Yeah, no, I was gonna just back that point. Yeah, it's it's getting it back to just being plain simple. Like like you've mm-hmm. mentioned there, the amount of times like in the games that we've like we've harked on about um, where we've 
tried to overplay things and and just being the maker of our own downfall like that we've yeah the simple stuff works simple defending like is is doing doing wonders like just safety first and then yeah simple in terms of like the where we're choosing to play the ball in from set pieces and putting it like you say in an area to cause defenders uh their defenders to to have to to do something or the keeper having to react and um yeah it, it, it just shows like and and having instinctive defenders like uh like fabian share like who you know capitalized on two opportunities which were yeah like down to just being in the right place right time like that's just what we need um right now and yeah i think that's that could be a, another factor in this game against luton just yeah keep it keep it simple against them um yeah and i think more times than not we've we've got the the extra edge over them um with the quality of players we've got to get the result yeah i think we might like struggle breaking them down though because it will be a different game like where they're not going to have space in behind we're not going to be able to put the ball over the top a lot so and we usually seem to struggle when teams play a a deep defensive line a low block if you want to call it that like uh, to to have that creativity to like make something when they are defending the box with almost like ten men, if you know what I mean. True, I suppose Burnley did that, didn't they? Um, in the in the game earlier in the season, and it took a while, and we rode our luck a touch in that game at the start, but then we ultimately came out on top deservedly. But yeah, I think that's probably. And again, they're a newly promoted side, so it's easy to make those comparisons like that they, between a Burnley and a Luton in terms of how they're going to approach a game at St James's. But um, yeah, that's the, I think the, the one that we can look at and uh, uh, that approach and and try and just um, improve slightly on how we we fa- uh, we fared in that that game against Burnley just to to be more com- uh, comfortable with with getting through their low low block I was just um, wondering there as well do you think there's a chance we might see the three forward players rotate a bit throughout the game as well because it's going to have to be Miggy Gordon Murphy but whether we see Miggy on the left again or if you go for Murphy left Miggy right so that Miggy's more in his natural position and then I was just thinking, yeah, maybe we do see um, Gordon flow back to the left or the right. And then maybe he's, he's mentioned before, I'm sure, that Jacob Murphy can play through the centre. And then you can also have Miggy is more of a kind of false nine as well, just to keep the defenders guessing. And seeing as we don't have a registered striker, do you think there's a chance we might see that? Or do you think we'll just stick with Gordon? and really like have a game plan for how to play with Gordon up top and just drill that for the full night. Um, I, th- I think we're starting to see a few little, like you mentioned it, Sam, earlier in the Villa game, like towards the end, we did see Eddie make those in-game tweaks. Like, and um, we've obviously called out for some of that to happen more often this season um, in, in other games. But, uh, yeah, I think 
I think you're right. We'll start probably with with the Gordon um, uh, in the middle, and then yeah, if things are like needing to, uh, or the matchups seem to be favouring, um, if we switch it up a little bit, if we want to, yeah, see see a you know a weakness but in the Luton defence during the game, like you mentioned, Dorse, that Doughty, um, he he. Um, is he is he a full he's fullback isn't he? Yeah, it's, he's a fullback, yeah. Yeah, but he plays so high, like he's so like attacking minded. So it's yeah, do we look to try and like get that way in behind him? Um and do we then switch it up and put Gordon's pace out there um in game and move it around slightly? Potentially we'll see some of that, but um yeah, I don't imagine he's gonna Surprises completely. We're putting War Jacob through the middle. Um, that would, uh, that, that would. I mean, I'd love to see it, but I wouldn't. See, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. like, um, I think, like, yeah, you'll probably start the same way that we finished the game against Villa with like Miggy on the left and Murphy on the right because they're both shown that when they cross the ball in, like, it is dangerous, like. They can both fizz that ball across the six-yard six box. Uh, Murphy had another good one against Villa where it fizzed the cross and Gordon very nearly got on the end of it if it wasn't for yeah. such a, a really good yeah, defensive yeah. Uh, tackle. I, d- I don't know if it was Cash who was out with him. I um, can't remember if I... Yeah, I think you're right. Out there. But yeah, like both could have easily had assists for each other for, for that and... I think we will change it in game because you've seen that happen obviously with us with Gordon and he's like obviously done it for a little bit in the Villa game. Yeah. They've done it in other games as well. But Eddie clearly likes the inverted wingers. He, he likes the opposite foot to which side you're on. So I'd probably expect to see us try and mix it up and bit, just try and keep it fresh against Burnley if we're like out of ideas for a bit after like 20 minutes. Just flip, flip it over and see if we get a bit more joy that way. Just literally trying to stop Burnley being comfortable more than anyone else. Yeah. Like there's, there's there's probably not worse when you're in a game and they've got like a fluid like front three and you don't know which man you're tracking. Like you're put pulling defenders across or you're passing them on or maybe like your defender doesn't know you're pa- passing it on and stuff like that. So and then you've got fucking Miley running in behind you like in the in the gap. And then long stuff on the other side. So I, as we've been for a long time now we can only play the players that are facing. So, like, there's there's no players, there's no question of like who we're playing. We're not going to be starting Matt Ritchie, yeah. so it's going to be those front three, and I can't see any other way than going through the centre, going into the game, anyways. Yeah, I... yeah. I guess the only other thing is like the way we literally finished the Villa game was like a back five on it. Um... But to be fair, right when we're under pressure, I, I really liked it because. Obviously, Watkins got the goal and then very quickly got in behind and got the second disallowed goal. And we looked at like complete sixes and sevens there. Like, um, Bailey was looking good. And as soon as I seen Tino coming on, I, I probably 90% of the crowd were thinking, oh, Burns coming off like class, like um, he's not had a great game. They clearly target, well, they, they targeted him all game. They got yeah. the ball in behind him. They, they were like pummeling that ball like down the right hand side the full game. And there was a few times he got caught on the turn. Um, so I think a lot of people thought that he was coming off. But then when Eddie made the sub, 
it sort of dawned like, yeah, actually, Miley is looking pretty fucking leggy. Like he was looking um, like he needed to like be taken off for a rest. But not only that, like we couldn't get we put on the ball. Like it seemed like wave after wave at, at that moment. And having that extra man just give her what I don't. It doesn't make sense how because we've got the same amount of men. But it seemed to give her that extra man to pass it out to. And like Trippier seemed to get more space, and Tino seemed to get more space, uh, being able to like pass it out and retain the ball. And what actually did retain the ball like quite decently, considering they were like pushing for a goal, and you'd expect them to have pretty much all the ball at this point. There was passages of play where we had the ball for a couple of minutes, and like it just takes the pressure off when you can have that, and it's not just like fucking attack after attack after attack. Yeah. So I think tactically, like it, it worked really well, just to not only show up the defense but keep on the ball like with. Like in possession at the same time, but I, I just can't see him starting like that. Like, yeah, I can't. No, the, the fact that, like, when yeah, when when we play it anyways, we generally play a three at the back and trip your players like on the halfway line, and Dan yeah. Byrne tucks in a lot. I just can't see we're starting with the, the three centre backs. It seems to take like a man out of the centre of midfield that way. Mm. Um, and I think yeah, I, I can't see it happening anyways, but. Yeah, I got I'd expect to see probably the ball. Lewis Hall obviously came on for a little cameo at the end. I'd expect to see pretty much the team that ended the Villa game start against Luton again because they've got no other options if, even if we wanted ball. Maybe Tino coming in for Burn. What what do you reckon about that? Do you reckon there's a chance Burn gets dropped? Uh, I no. at home he's he seems set settled with with like but I mean, yeah, he's home and away like he has been playing, but like even more so, like I think more comfortable with um with being 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 in there. Um, just even for his his voice leadership, he obviously loves playing at St James's. Like, but it I don't know unless we're like yeah, we're really struggling to break them down, and we need the extra paciness of like an, an overlapping. Um, full back to throw Tino on later in the game. Um, to do that, yeah, I, I I wouldn't expect to see him start, and I think yeah, it's pretty much the the same uh eleven bar the Isaac. Yeah, I think with the strength that Luton have in their team, and then obviously we're talking about set pieces earlier. I think we'll definitely see Dunburn start. Um, mm. but. The big question: What's the score going to be? Who? Prediction time. Wait. So I'm going to go. Did we? Did you check if what we'd predicted for Villa? Oh, we didn't do a pod for Villa, so. Oh, oh my course. <laughs> <laughs> like I That's said, it. I predicted. I predicted three-one for Fulham, and then. Ah, oh, that was in uh, my mind, of course. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. No. Let's just say oh, that yeah. we predicted three three on the villa. Um, oh yeah, I wouldn't have predicted a win. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> no, 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 not a chance. Um, <laughs> Luton, then right. I'll I'll kick I'm, off. I'm, with... I'm going in. Oh well, you seem very confident. So now that you go in, I want to say two 0 Clean sheet, couple of goals. I don't think we'll score too many because of not having a striker, but. Um, I think we can get two. That was what I was going to go for, so I'm just going to have to go one more and just say 3-0. Um, 
yeah, same reasons. I think um, in terms of like the they're not going to be conceding. I think we're going to look back to our defensive solid best as we have really in the last couple of games. And um, yeah, it's uh, it's funny how like all three are going to pick two 0 <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you can see um, it, it doesn't matter. Like, no, I was thinking 1-0, 2-0. I think it is going to be a tight game. I think they are going to be tough to break down. And it's just, I could well see in this going in and like 0-0 at half-time. Like, are they going to be like, the thing is we can't get caught in the corner, but I don't think it will. I'm going to go with 1-0. They did score four in the last game. They did. They, they did. But then so, Brighton, I think they've kept like two clean sheets all season or something like that. So, there's one that. team <laughs> Score a couple against. They score four goals the last game, and then we're all thinking, "Yeah, we'll keep clean sheet, knee bother, knee bother." They are different beasts at home. Like they are different beasts at home. Ah, we are. We are. They are. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. They clearly can't score, so they're not. Oh, us like. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, can we have an update on if any of us have had a right prediction? I had uh, more. Yeah, maybe. there's been some right across the season, but not many recently. Well, Sados is leading the way. I don't think I am. No, I think I got one, um, and Dors got one. So it's just you. You're losing. Oh, hey, hey. No. how are three now? That's Come it. on. <laughs> <laughs> how are the boys? Not again, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Just um, a bit. Yeah, if if you guys have got your predictions in, let us know at St. James's Pod on social media. Or you can leave a comment on this. I might put a poll on the Spotify one as well. Get your predictions in for the game. Um, be interested to see what everyone else is thinking. But yeah, um, I guess we'll be back to, to review the game and look ahead to Forest away. So... These are obviously these fixtures that we said a little while ago that on paper we should be um, um, a bit lost all three of them. <laughs> um, all three fixtures we got next, we lost all three <laughs> in the reverse. <laughs> so, uh, uh, that just means we need, need yeah, a bit of revenge. Yeah, a vengeance mission. Yep. So, come back and uh, listen to us talk about the vengeance that we've... <laughs> Displayed against <laughs> against these teams, and yeah, like Eddie said, not so long ago, there's still all to play for this season. We're still looking ahead in the Premier League, looking above us, and we, we are. are catching some people now. So we'll be back next week. Join us for that one. Well, we're here.